So Sneers and Orin and Arthur had decided that they were going to go together into Moorland and try and find the green crystal. But Kester had suggested that before they left, that maybe they should stay a day, have a chance to relax and enjoy themselves and take a break and give themselves time to pack. So that evening when it was getting dark, Kester lit a fire and they roasted food on it. When the fire had died down, Kester showed them a kinder tradition. When we're having a celebration, he said, especially when it's one like yours, end of one journey, beginning of another, we have a tradition we do. We like to run and then jump over the fire. They say if you do this, that you leave behind all of the scary, hard parts of your last journey and you arrive at your new one with fresh, new energy. Or and Arthur were game straight away. Can we do it together, they said. Oh, yes, said Kester. We did this with all the kinder before they set off on their big journey. Lots of them did it together, you know. They say it makes your friendship stronger. So, if you hold hands and go all the way back there, and he pointed to one of the rose bushes, then it gives you a good run-up. Most important part, said Kester, is that you jump at the same time. That's the key. So Oren and Arthur ran, and together they counted one, two, three, before they leapt over the fire. They could feel the flames scorching the inside of their nostrils and their eyebrows tingling as they leapt over the flames. And then, with a thud, their bare feet landed on the dewy grass on the other side. While they were celebrating their success, Sniz piped in. Um, I don't think that that's a very good idea, he said. Oh, come on, Sniz, you can have a go, said Oren. Well, it's all right for you, said Sniz, but... I'm not sure if you've noticed, but I'm covered top to toe in fur. I think if I jumped over that, then maybe I might sizzle a bit, don't you? Oh, Sneers, but you're big, said Arthur. Go on, have a try. Now, if you think about it, said Sneers, my mum and dad said I had to stay with you two so I didn't do anything silly, and here you are trying to get me to do something that I can only describe as bonkers. But after a while, watching the boys do it many times, and even Kester on his little legs, they had persuaded Sniz to give it a go. Do you think the bigger the run-up I do, the better chance I have of getting over, he said. Sneeze, said Oren. You only have to step and you'll be over, you're so big. But yes, a good run-up's a good idea, he said. So Sneers went so far, far back that they could hardly see him through the dark. And then he ran and he ran and he ran at top speed. But just as he reached the fire, he stopped and he ran around the edge. Oh, how the boys laughed. <laughs> That's cheating, Sneers. Come on, you can do this. Do it again, they said. And so he ran back, back, back into the dark. And off he went again, galloping on his big feet and turf flying out behind him as his toenails clawed into the earth. He ran and he ran and he ran, but again as he approached the fire, he ran around it. Ta-da! He said, no, said Oren Arthur, that is still cheating. In my defence, said Sniz, it's just not natural jumping over a fire. It's just silly. It's not really even a fire anymore, pointed out Oren. Look, it's just embers. There's no real flames left. I don't know, said Sniz. Look, I'll try one more time. But I'm promising nothing. He went back into the dark and went even further back than before. And then once again, he thundered down the lawn at top speed. This time when he reached the fire, he just skidded to a stop. 
No, he said. It's just not for me. I've given it three good tries and it's just not working out. I think I need to sit down and have a rest. OK, OK, said Oren. No worries, Sniz. It's fine. You tried. Thank you, my friend, said Sniz as he sat down and his ears drooped a little in disappointment. They sat around the fire and Kester brought out some puffballs called sugar sweets and they roasted them on sticks. They were quite like marshmallows. Sneers had just finished his sixth one because sometimes he was a bit greedy like that. And he looked down and he saw something on the floor. Oh no, he said, and he jumped in fear with such fright that he leapt over the fire without even noticing it. Oh no, get it away, get it away, get it away, he said. What is it, Sniz? said Oren. Yes, what is it? said Arthur. Kester looked alarmed. It's a twizzlewig, said Sniz. A twizzlewig, said Kester. You? You, that big scary monster of a guy, you, are afraid of twizzlewigs. You've got to be joking me. But they're so creepy, I don't know how you can't be, said Sniz. They all fell about laughing and even Sniz could see how funny it all was. Look, said Oren, Sniz, you did leap the fire. So I did, said Sniz. Huh, aren't I brave, he said. Oren and Arthur looked at each other, smiling, because as impressive as his leap was, it certainly wasn't an act of bravery. As Sniz was congratulating himself, Kester had an idea. Here you lot, he said. I've got something really exciting. Let's make this a proper celebration. OK, said the boys. They always like something exciting. Come with me, he said, and he led them out to by the barn. There in a bucket were lots of nuts. These, he said. They're special. They're called banglots. Here, help me carry them to the fire and I'll show you how they work. Sneers picked up the bucket. It was light and easy for him and he carried it back to the fire. Have you ever come across banglots, Sniz? asked Esther as they got to the fire. No, what are they? asked Sniz. Oh, just you wait and see. Oh, they're right fun, said Kester. He put three banglots in the fire. But nothing much happened, and they soon forgot about it. They began talking about their journeys and excitements, and customs that the Vulcans had that the Kinder didn't. As they were chatting, all of a sudden, bang, boom, bang, bang. Sparks shot from the fire high into the air and exploded above their heads. Ah! Scream sneers, and he ran and jumped as fast as he could into the castle fountains. I'm on fire! I'm on fire! I'm on fire! He shouted. Kester felt sorry for Sniz, but he couldn't help chuckle. Oh, Sniz, he said, you're not on fire. That's the banglots. That's what they do. That's the point in them, you know. They go, wee, bang, in the sky, and we all go, ooh. You're not on fire. Well, excuse me for complaining, said Sniz, getting out of the fountain, but that made me do a lot more than say, ooh. Is he always as scared of everything? whispered Kester to the boys. Yeah, said Arthur. But he's surprisingly brave when he needs to be, you know. The rest of the evening they spent playing lantern tag. That's like hide and seek, but you have lanterns to guide the way. It was extra exciting and they split up in two teams, Kester and Sneers and Oren and Arthur. One team went to hide and the other ones went to find. They played this game until they were ready for bed. That night, Kester and Oren and Arthur slept in the kinder beds. But Sneers was way too big for the kinder beds and he didn't want to break any more furniture. So he slept on the floor. But Kester made sure that he was very comfortable. 
he put ten kinder duvets on the floor for him. That night, Sneers was perhaps the most comfortable of all. In the morning, when the sun cast its first rays through the window, Oren and Arthur woke to the smell of something sweet. They followed their noses down the stairs and into the kinder kitchen. As they came into the kitchen, the warm rayburn pumped out its heat and they saw four bowls of kinder porridge on the table. Mmm, smells delicious, said Arthur. Glad you like the smell, said Kester, who was just coming away from the stove with a little apron on. They sat down and were just about to begin their breakfast and they realised Sneers wasn't awake yet. Oh, look, let's not start without Sneers. He'll be sad to be left out, said Arthur. And so Oren and Arthur went back upstairs to go and get him. He was still fast asleep and he was snoring. He was talking and twitching and flailing in his sleep. They were just about to shake him to wake him up when Oren had a cheeky idea. I know, he said. Should we tickle his toes to wake him up? OK, said Arthur. So the two of them, with their little fingers, tickled his great big leathery paws. To begin with, nothing seemed to happen. So they tickled a little harder and a little faster. And then suddenly, with a sound that was so loud it made both Oren and Arthur jump, Sneers leapt from his bed. Ah! Twizzlewigs! Twizzlewigs! He shouted. We're sorry, Sneers, the boys chuckled. We didn't mean to make you think we were Twizzlewigs. We just thought we'd wake you up by tickling your toes. Oh, oh, in my dream you were a hundred Twizzlewigs and you were climbing all over me and it was so yucky, he said. We're really sorry, Sneers. Are you OK? said Arthur. Ugh, yeah, I'm okay now. I know you're not Twizzlewigs, said Sniz. Look, said Arthur, Kester's made some lovely porridge and he says that warm porridge is so much nicer than cold porridge. Will you come and join us, he said. I will, said Sniz. But first, can you check my fur for Twizzlewigs? I feel like they're creeping all over me, <sighs> he said, and he shuddered. They checked him all over. They checked his fur behind his ears, between his toes and under his arms, and there really wasn't a single Twizzlewig on him. The three of them went down to the kitchen and Sneers sat on the floor and ate a big bowl of porridge while Oren and Arthur had theirs. You know, Kester, said Sneers, you are the best at making porridge in the whole of Everland. I'm telling you, this is the best porridge I've ever eaten. Thanks, Sneers, said Kester. After breakfast, Kester suggested they made some snacks. He showed them how to make Kinder Biscuits and he gave them all the recipe. And then Sneers decided to share... A Vulcan snack. Right. One of the favourite snacks of the Vulcans is called flopcorn, he said. So, I see you got some corn over there, my old friend, Kester. If you pass that to me, I will show you the technique to make it. Kester brought down a big jar of preserved sweet corn. So, said Sniz, as he scooped his big hand into the jar, it only just fitted. You get a handful like this, he said, and then you, you throw it on the floor. Are you sure, said Arthur. Trust me, this is a special recipe, said Sniz. And he threw a big handful of sweet corn on the floor. Right, so when it's on the floor, then you get your foot and you stamp on it like this. And he stamped on it, making a splish splash as he squished the corn under his feet. Then you scoop it up and you put it in a pot and voila, it is Mwah, beautifully soft and squishy, said Sniz. Well, 
Orin and Arthur did follow along, and Kester too, but only because it was funny and they wanted to be polite. It's a bit of an odd snack, isn't it, Sniz? said Arthur. Well, if biology mean good, then yes. I mean, taste it. It is so much more soft than it is before you stamp on it, he said. The boys tried it, and they had to admit he was right. Speaking of flopcorn, said Arthur, we should teach you how to make popcorn. What's popcorn? said Sniz. Yeah, what's popcorn? said Kester. All we need is that exact same corn, said Arthur. And he showed them how if you took that corn and you dried it in the sun until it was hard and then brought it in and added it to oil in a pan with a lid on top of it, you soon heard the sound. Oh dear, said Sniz. There's something inside the pan and it's knocking and it wants to get out. Better let it out, he said, and he lifted off the lid. As soon as he lifted the lid, the popcorn spun out into the air. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear, I don't know what's happening. Oh dear, put the lid on. Oh no, something's happening, something's happening. Oh, whoopsie, whoopsie, oh dear, somebody help me. Oh dear, whoopsie, said Sniz, running around the kitchen, covering his head. Orin and Arthur's bellies ached, but they ran with the lid and put it back on the pan, trapping the last of the popping corn. I don't know what you did to that flop corn, said Sniz, but you did something to it and I think it might be alive. <laughs> it's not alive, Sniz, said Arthur. It's just what happens when you pop corn. It turns into something completely different. But if it's not alive, then how could it jump, said Sniz. That's because when it pops, it's like it turns inside out, said Oren. That is absolutely astounding, said Kester. I've never seen a trick like that before. They handed out the popcorn and both Kester and Sniz were quite partial to it. They spent the rest of the day running around the castle playing games again. And just before the sun set in the Greenlands, two other children came walking through the gates. Can you guess who they were? <laughs>